Hi everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Kenneth Chu. Welcome to episode 32 of Mother Industrialist Live Show, where we talk about entrepreneurship, parenting, and life. And in this episode, we are going to talk about how does chiropractic helps you in your motherhood journey. So um, today I have this really awesome guest. Uh, she's a speaker. She's a coach. She's a, also a chiropractor and nevertheless, she's a mother of three beautiful children. And without further ado, let us welcome Dr. Sarah. Hello. Hi, Dr. Sarah. Hi, welcome. Thanks <laughs> Thank for making for time. Me. No problem. You are welcome, welcome. So uh, really thanks, uh, thanks for uh, making time uh, for my show. I know that you're really busy. You just got back from overseas and you really yeah. make time. And I'm really busy and also to, to, to sort out the time and also the materials and stuff like that. Really thankful. Um, thank you for making time and also um, uh, really, really excited to uh, bring you onto the show. After our first meetup, it was really good uh, to meet up and a lot of inspiration. Um, I guess we had about two hours of talk. <laughs> yeah, it's really inspiring. So uh, before we kickstart the show, uh, that's, a, that's a tradition where every guest gets to post a question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest. So are you ready with the question of the day posted by the previous guest before we kickstart with the show? I, I will do my best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the question of the day posted by the previous guest is, how would you ensure you stay on path with passion? So I repeat again, how would you ensure you stay on path with passion? So uh, give some time um, to think about it while I go on to Facebook Live to see if you're live successfully and if our audio are good to go. Okay, cool. Sounds I'll good. I'll come back to you. Okay, <laughs> let me just check. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Okay, I feel myself. This is my portion. Okay, it's a bit lagging. Okay. okay, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, let me just see if I'm having anything. Okay. Okay, good. So, Dr. Sarah, are you ready with your answer to the question of the day? I am, yes. Okay, give it to us. <laughs> Uh, well, first and foremost, for me, I'm very visual and experiential. Mm. So anything that I have a passion about or a goal towards, I work with pictures. So I do probably a very common thing that a lot of people are familiar with is the dream board or vision mm. board. Yep. And so a lot of times I actually have my kids involved with that and have them have involved a portion of the vision board that they want to see as well oh. and so for me that's important because it's it's the ecology of the family as a single person being driven is very different than being driven with a family yeah. and so the first and foremost thing I do is always keep that vision board um, ahead of me it also helps me to see what the kids are striving for so that mm. I know I'm helping them get their goals and then secondly it's every single time something comes into your life because it's not necessarily a bad thing but it could be a distraction I'm always asking myself, is this taking me towards my goal or is this taking me away or even sideways? Mm. <laughs> um, but really just keeping myself in check. So the path is clear, mm. clear of obstacles and clear of any sort of distractions because there's always a lot of shiny objects out there. 
Yeah. And, um, and it's always just checking in with the family and seeing how what we're working towards is really affecting us as a family. Wow, wow. So you mean that uh, you, you do the, the, the vision as a family with your kids and mm-hmm. that's how to keep you in pub and they are also accountable for it, like their accountability partner are your kids. They, they are, but they're <laughs> accountable to themselves. So mm. my four-year-old about a year and a half ago had picked a picture out of a magazine, I, like, and I didn't coach him or anything. And it was a picture of a destination somewhere in Greece. <laughs> and he said to me, mommy, when I'm 20 and I can go by myself, I'm going here. Wow. I said, okay. So I took that picture out and you can bet, you know, that's in my drawer and I'm going to mm. keep that. So he will oh. always have that as a vision for himself. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That, that, yeah. that's, that's a very good uh, way and also to, to be on path to, and also to keep our passion going also, not just mm. for ourselves, also as a family with our children, our, our kids. So that's, that's a very, very good, good start. And now we can officially kickstart with the show. So um, I, I see there's some people coming on live. Maybe um, Dr. Sarah, you can uh, maybe say hi to them. And thanks for, Hello, thanks, thanks for coming Hello, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for joining us today. I look forward to seeing uh, some of your questions and how we can help answer them. Yes, that's awesome. So uh, maybe before we start, uh, uh, maybe you can do a short introduction of yourself. Uh, what were you doing prior to you start setting up your business? And also what were you doing um, uh, maybe in the beginning? And where, where are you from? And what's your background like? Maybe you can share with us so that the audience <laughs> get to know more about you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like a very long introduction, but yeah. I'll try to keep it very short. <laughs> um, so thankfully, I've been blessed to be in Singapore for 13 years. And I really came here as an adventure. I'm from Canada Mm. and I was looking to do a two-year contract. So I started by working for somebody else and I was really afraid of actually having a business. I never wanted to work (laughs) by myself. And so the contract finished, but I loved Singapore and I didn't want to leave. And so the only way to stay was to start my own business. So in a way Uh you can say I was kind of gently or strongly forced (laughs) (laughs) into my own business. Um, and so, and, you know, I have a lot of background in sports and athletics and mm. really helping people to stay healthy and fit. And so I saw that there was a great need for that in Singapore and that's mm. what made me want to continue to stay here. Wow. So, so you were saying, um, so you, you, you set up your business before you became a mom or after you became a mom? I set up my business before I became a mom. Mm. Um, I was engaged at the time. I wasn't even married. And so my, my um, fiance was the one who really encouraged me and mm. he, he thought we could do it. And he's like, hey, we're in Singapore. What, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> worst, we go home to Canada. So, um, you know, it was one of those, like, let's just try. And it was very much on a wing and a prayer. Mm. Everything happened very quickly. I had an agent call me on a Friday. There was a unit available by Sunday. We had to get it by Monday. I didn't have the money. All of a sudden, a friend of mine sold their house in UK and lent me the money. Like it was very, very fast. Uh, and then, and then it took off. It took off from there. Mm, that's good. So, um, so you were already practicing chiropractic back uh, back in Canada, or you only uh, came over to Singapore to to do that. Uh, I practiced for uh, two and a half years, so in mm. Canada and then the U.S., and mm. I had always known I wanted to go overseas. Mm. And so while I was in school, I was looking at opportunities in Australia and Asia, uh, even the U.K., but, you know, Canada is very cool, <laughs> so I wanted to keep coming to the further east, somewhere warmer, mm. which brought me to Singapore. Wow. So in, in uh, what makes you um, one thing to learn chiropractic and or even to study and pursue it as a profession? Wow, that's a very good question, actually. (laughs) Um, As a student, I was actually very much headed on a medical train. 
And I had studied pre-medicine. I was taking all of what we call the MCATs, which is an exam you have to take in North America mm. for medical school. And I had a very serious car accident and I wasn't able oh. to walk for six months and had headaches like blinding, blinding mm. migraines uh, for about six to eight months. And so I would see my doctor regularly. I had my medicine. And after about three to four months, he just said, you know, this is the best I can get you. But I had no life. Like I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't work. I had to quit my job. And so he just handed me a card of a chiropractor and said, mm. you know, I don't, I don't know if it works, but my other patients get some success. So why don't mm. you give it a try? Wow. And so I went to this man and I, I had no faith. I didn't know what the profession was about. And um, in fact, I think at one point I was very scared when he was going to try my first adjustment <laughs> and I stood up and I was just was very scared. Um, but through the, the adjustments and working with him and rehabilitating my body, obviously I, I came back to full strength. Mm. And I just remember thinking, if I could do this for somebody else, mm. this is why I need to be in this profession. Wow. Wow. Yeah. After you say that, I'm, I'm having goosebumps because uh, <laughs> that, and, and, and that's why I, I can see the passion um, in you in, when you talk about chiropractic. And because uh, when we first met up, I, I, uh, I, I was, you never shared on on this part like how, why mm -hmm. you became a chiropractor. All I all I know is you are very passionate about chiropractic. Even even now you became a mom. You mm. are sharing a lot of uh, with pregnant mothers and also um children. And that's also bring us to the topic of the day. How does mm. chiropractic helps me in my motherhood? Mm. Not not me, uh, but for <laughs> you, for more, most yeah. of the mothers. So um that also like how how does like now we understand that. It's because of your own incident um, that, that you came across chiropractic and it helped mm. you to regain, um, I would say, back to life uh, and mm. also um, back, to, back to do the things that you wish, wish to do. And also mm. now you're paying it forward. Being a chiropractor yourself, you pursue the studies, you, although you were in medical, but you pursue into chiropractic. And because you're yeah. really passionate, because uh, someone had helped you and you're paying it forward to help a lot of um, uh, maybe uh, a lot of people out there that are having mm. the similar problem like you. And how does uh, being a chiropractor help you in your daily life? And apart from you doing uh, as uh, as a profession, and what uh, and also especially as a mother. Mm. So what has it helped you in um, being a chiropractor and also uh, in your daily lives as a mother at the same time? Well, any first-time mother can tell you that it's pretty scary. <laughs> you don't get a, a user manual with your baby, yeah. and it doesn't matter how old you are when you have a child. There's so much information mm. everywhere, and a lot of times that doesn't allow us as moms to really tap into our instinct yep. and listen to our child and read our child and understand what's going on with them. And so I had been in the profession already for about six years prior to having my first son. Mm. And it honestly changed my life becoming a mother and still being a practitioner. Mm. So um, on the practitioner side, I was able to have more patience with my patients, <laughs> <laughs> um, more patience with the body and its ability to heal and everybody's mm. different. And then also as being a mom, I was able to really understand that the growth and change in a body from birth to childhood mm. is immense. That first three years is so intense. The brain is growing at a rate that's just astronomical. And so how much you have to learn between zero and three is probably the equivalent of what the rest of us learn for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and so watching my children grow and helping to implement some healthier lifestyle choices mm. 
is really what helped me as a mom be more confident in letting mm. their bodies do what they need to do. So for example, when my first son was 11 months old, we were flying back from Canada mm. and he had a 40 degree Celsius wow. ear infection, Ooh. right? Double ear infection. So you're in the air, it's a 30 hour flight. And what wow. are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're not going to, you don't have an A&E, you don't have a KK yeah. to run to, you know? So um, I was able to keep him breastfed. So he was able to keep his fluids and I was adjusting him regularly. By the time mm. we touched down, the degrees had already come down to about, um, you know, wow. 38. Mm. And then with, because it's already like two in the morning. So we landed, came home, he was settled. He wasn't fussy, still eating and drinking normally. Mm. Next morning, temperature had come down to 37 and wow. it stayed that way. And so, you know, I was still first time mom, still a little bit scared. <laughs> and um, I went to the doctor and she checked him out and she said, well, yeah, he had an infection, but there's no point in giving antibiotics because it's gone now. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, and I just followed regular care with my children to where they now tell me, mommy, um, my tummy hurts. Can I get an adjustment? Or I fell down today at the playground. I need an adjustment. So my mm. kids tell me now when they need their adjustment. <laughs> wow. It's, it's really amazing that because through that 30 hours of flight, and you, you, because of the skill that you have as a chiropractor, you're able to uh, help them to ease the, the fever and calms down. And even even you go, after you went to a doctor, because there's no medication at all, you will not be able no. to, you're not yeah. even, it's basically drug free. Yeah. yeah. They were not drowsy and all that stuff, just that they are in, not, not comfortable, I would say. Yeah, yeah. In that thirty hours, and and you still can go back home, and everything was good because the fever came down. That that is, I, I guess, so like for parents, like for me, I have a nine year old. Uh, when she was young, especially in the first three years, she she kept having fever, infection, mm. inflammation, and all that stuff. And, and that is what a lot of parents are going through, especially in in developed country in Singapore. A lot of my friends, are, every time I will see them uh, checking into KK hospital. <laughs> Uh, the, the children having fever and long queue yeah. and all that. But if let's say they, they would know that there's another way out, like chiropractic mm. will be able to resolve it. And and that that's the reason why uh, uh, when I met up with you and chiropractic is something like a myth to us. Like, mm. like we, we always think that chiropractic is about cracking and twisting and <laughs> stuff like that. So, But after I met you for the first time, you shared with me another perspective of chiropractic. And maybe you can share with the audience out there, especially the mothers, like um, uh, chiropractic is not just like twisting, turning and stuff like that. Maybe you can yes. share more on that. Well, thank you. <laughs> and, and that is also a great question because, um, yeah, definitely little bodies, we're not twisting or cracking of any mm. variety. Um, but as, as a chiropractor, I'm specially trained for pregnancy and pediatrics. Mm. So, and really the goal isn't about making a popping sound as much as we're helping the brain be able to talk to the rest of the body. So in that first three years, because there's so much neurological development, you have to consider the coordination to stand mm. and walk and then eventually talk. You know, most of us don't get skills like that again, uh, you know, so massively mm. in our life. And so the body really, if there's any blockage anywhere, the brain isn't able to talk to that part of the body well. Mm. So as a chiropractor, my job is just to remove the blockages and let the brain talk to the rest of the body so that healing can happen. Mm. And I think one of the biggest myths for parents is that fevers are bad. Yeah. Fevers, fevers are fantastic. We love fevers because it's your body's natural defense mechanism. Uh -huh. And so, you know, my kids and I used to play a game 
and a well within a healthy range. But if their fever was between 37.5 to about 39, mm. we have what we call a fever pool. And so on my, patio, yeah, <laughs> on my patio, I'd put a little cooler or a pool with some, uh, you know, temperate water. And mm. they just get in and out of it as they wanted. And as long as they were playing well and they were eating well and drinking well, they're perfectly mm. healthy with their fever. And the fever went down naturally and they never, ever had to have anti antibiotics because mm. it's your body's natural way of fighting bacteria. Wow. So you, you were saying that uh, like, like for you, like having fever is good, but is it because of the knowledge that you know or is it um, something that is very um, uh, common to a lot of medical practitioners like um, in the medical industry? Is it normal? Um, I, I think most most practitioners who are well informed and well versed, mm. um, so probably a little bit younger, maybe not mm. on the older side, would ah. say that a fever to a healthy degree is actually quite healthy. Now, of course, we want it to be able to come down, and we mm. don't want it to stay on for days yeah. and days and days. Mm -hmm. But if you rush in every time they're you know just over thirty seven five, you're not allowing their body a chance to actually fight the infection. And those first few years, that's how their immune system builds. Oh, They're okay. being introduced to all these new things in the environment. Mm. The fever fights it, but now they have their natural immunity. Mm. So if you're always giving them medicines to stop that fever, yeah. then the body doesn't have a chance to build up oh. the natural immunity. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so in that in that in that case, it's also um, how should you put it? To, to, because because you were saying the first three years very important. And yeah. also having the fever, it helps to build out the immunity. And mm. maybe that explains why um, there's a lot of children, especially when they go to uh, childcare and uh, even primary school, they are so um, prone to a lot of uh, diseases, viruses, mm. because the immunity did not build up. Because us as ancient parents, as uh, <laughs> very ancient uh, parents, we, we tend to be worried, over worried, mm. and immediately we see, the, oh, they are hitting 37 or sometimes yeah. 38. We'll just bring them to the doctor, then yeah. the doctor will just bring, bring the temperature down with medication and all that. That, that prevents them from growing, I would say, naturally in the natural yeah, process. Just, it can halt the natural process of mm. immune building. Um, and, I, and I heard the same when I sent my children to, to student care and child mm. care. It, but my kids, not more than normal, they didn't get that sick. And so I thought, oh, okay, mm. I heard they were supposed to get very sick. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> so is, so. It, is it also help because the immunity is, 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 uh, is hot in the initial first three years because of us being ancient parents, we, we are so so careful with them having a fever, slight fever, we will just bring them to the doctor and it's it just hot. And also explain that why kids are more mm. vulnerable to handful mouth disease. That, 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 does it play a part also because of the immune system and handful mouth disease come in? That, do you it, feel it that? It can. Yeah, mm -hmm. it definitely can. I think the biggest thing that chiropractic does to help the children is mm. even if they get sick, they get better faster because their immune mm. system is stronger. So a lot of times I'll have parents bring kids in once a month just for a checkup mm. um, so that especially if they're starting to get sick so they know they get better faster and it doesn't last for months on end. Mm. Okay. So you, you were saying that you specialize in pregnant mothers and, and mm. also uh, in the pediatric side. So uh, is there a difference between a, a normal chiropractic versus a chiropractic that specializes in, uh, in pregnant mothers and uh, maybe in children, babies especially? 
Well, it's similar to a general practitioner versus an OBGYN or a pediatrician. Um, We've taken extra training and Mm. we've taken extra education in order to provide better care. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I always say to people, you know, just make sure you you double check with your doctor if they're comfortable and if they've been trained in this area. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like my my specialty isn't necessarily... uh, I, don't, I don't know, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, maybe mm. somebody who does a lot of, um, you know, extra uh, mouth exercises for speech problems, okay, so that's not my mm. specialty, um, so I would send them to somebody who does that, right, more of a speech mm. therapy type yep. of specialty. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so um, like when you say for pregnant mothers, how does chiropractic help them? Because I, I, I've learned uh, recently, I, I just organized a workshop, uh, mm. she's, uh, she's a birth doula, she's also a uh, She's also into hypnobirthing, and she mm. shared that um, in, in fact, chiropractic can help in in um, when when pregnant mothers are facing this bridge position, the baby in the mm-hmm. bridge position, and chiropractor can help them to uh, uh, assist them. I would say in the yeah. natural birthing and all that stuff. So yeah. uh, maybe you can share more that how does chiropractic help a mothers, especially uh, conceiving, expecting, and also even during the delivery. Maybe you can share more than that. Sure. Um, okay. So first of all, uh, if, if you look at sort of not to get too scientific, um, mm. the anatomy of the low back and the nerves that come from that area, yes, it, it goes to the muscles, but it also goes to all your organs in the front, mm. some of which are your female organs. So it can help to assist with fertility in times if some mm. ladies are having difficulty because it's mm. allowing the brain to work better to get to mm. that area. Uh, but for the, for the average person, they usually think of chiropractic for back pain. And mm. so sometimes women do have back pain or leg pain or nerve pain in pregnancy. Mm. And for whatever reason, they assume that's normal and mm. it doesn't have to be. <laughs> so chiropractic, the way it works is it really helps the body to be in its best balanced position, mm. allows the baby to develop and grow best mm. and be in a good position. So I know in Singapore, natural birth isn't the most common route. Um, <laughs> And so sometimes we're not thinking that way. So people don't even imagine Mm. uh, about breach or malpositioning because they know they're just going to have a cesarean section. But either way, even if you have the surgery, your recovery time is a lot faster if you've been adjusted during pregnancy. Mm. So because if the body is balanced, the baby comes out easier, the doctor's not causing so much tugging and tearing and ripping, Mm. and then your body recovers faster because it's in the right position. Mm-hmm. And so what it does is when we do the adjustments for you, they're very gentle and they're very specific to the pregnant body um, and loosening the ligaments and allowing the pelvis and everything to work together as baby mm-hmm. grows. And as you get more pregnant, tummy gets bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's also like uh, getting them ready for, for this whole process of expect, uh, pregnancy and also giving birth, right? Like alignment yeah. uh, of the spine, spine and also the and this yeah. kind of can assist them in a lot. Yeah, and if you do choose to have a natural birth, it does tend to help the birth be faster, Mm. smoother, uh, and with less difficulty because everything is in the right position. Mm. So, I mean, I've had some patients, now this is very fast, so I would not recommend (laughs) it, Um, but one of my ladies just recently, a year ago in December, Mm. she started having contractions at 2.50, p.m., so they, and, and they were coming on strong and, she, and it was her second child. So she knew in general, her pregnancy or delivery was about six hours. Mm. So they got the taxi ready. They packed the bag and by 310, mm. she was about to walk out the door and felt the baby coming. Mm. 
Wow. So they literally had to turn around and she had to deliver in her living room. And that baby mm. was out by 3.30. Wow. So in 40 minutes from the first contraction to delivery. <laughs> <laughs> so not that we recommend this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it can help deliveries to be smoother and faster and, and you know, with a lot less difficulty or pain. So so uh, was her um, doing any chiropractic uh, before the, the first birth yeah. or only, only for the second birth? Uh, so she did chiropractic before the first birth because she actually had a hard time getting pregnant. Mm. She couldn't get pregnant for seven years. And after doing a year and a half of chiropractic, she got pregnant. And then again, within a year and a half. So she was already doing adjustments for the first birth, which happened within six hours. Mm. So anyone who knows your first labor, uh, six hours is very fast for a first mm. child. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that, that, that is very, very good information, especially for mothers who are fearful. Even for, for me, mm. uh, when I know about chiropractic <laughs> and um, it always come to us that you have to crack here, twist here and there. So that, does it happen every time or it, it, it depends? Right. The, the cracking or cracking which, and, yeah. mm, we always do an assessment of the spine on the day because everybody's different and our body mm. is very fluid right yeah. it's um if it was the exact same thing every single time then the body is not changing so we always assess the body and the area that needs to be realigned is the area we work on mm. now with pregnant moms there's rarely any cracking because we're doing very gentle techniques it's something mm. called webster mm. and um so it's really a, a more gentle motion through the pelvis and release of the ligaments than it is about cracking mm. so so you were saying that um so it also helped them to because it adjusted uh, everything on the line and especially mm. the pelvics so after giving birth do you also uh, suggest that they also uh, have to do chiropractic again after the uh, gave some, birth? some moms do especially if there's mm. been a cesarean section involved because mm. uh, you've had a lot of medicine and you haven't controlled your own muscles in your body mm -hmm. and so a lot of times um, that first few weeks of lifting and feeding the baby can change things a bit so oh. a lot of moms come in for a checkup and of course, with breastfeeding, then mommies have neck and shoulder problems because <laughs> they're holding baby and, and breastfeeding in the middle of the night. We're very tired. Mm -hmm. uh, so I always recommend getting a checkup to make sure things are working well. Wow. So how, how do we differentiate between like um, the alignment that is off? That's why we're having the pain and versus muscle, muscle pain. Is that well, it's regardless of who you see, whether it's a general practitioner mm. or acupuncturist, at the end of the day, if you're feeling discomfort and it's mm. coming back more than once, something's happening, even oh. if it is muscle, because mm. the muscle is, is working with the nerve and the spine. And so they're mm. all interconnected. Okay. And so sometimes people will say, oh, it felt like a muscle pull from like last mm. time when I was yeah. at the gym. Uh, but they don't realize it's a bit of a deeper injury because now it's involved the blockage of the spine as well. Mm. Wow. And and that that I I would say that uh, there's a lot of myth that is uh, in, in the market, especially in in Singapore particularly. Uh, we see we see a lot of uh, chiropractic clinic. They are having road shows. They always mm. wanted to scan your scan your spine and tell you the areas that you work on and stuff like that. So what um because a lot of time is coming from from a marketing point of view that unless mm. you get get it um get it cracked get it aligned, but it seems that um knowing like. After meeting up with you, you share with me that chiropractic is about the nerves, the, the communication to the brain, even you're like, mm. you have headache, sometimes you have backache, even a, 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 um, uh, maybe you felt that your back you, um, is uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, it's always uh, not about the, the cracking. You don't, don't really need to do that. It's about understanding whether is it a line, right? Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, the body works is a beautiful machine. It's like mm. beyond a Lamborghini. <laughs> and so you want to keep it finely tuned mm. and it works together. And I think a lot of times if you have shoulder pain or knee pain, people don't know that they're actually could be potentially associated because mm. something is off and not working well. So mm. um, cracking can happen at times. Um, my job really is to make sure how is the body all working together? Mm. and How is the brain able to communicate with that? And then we work with tools to help you keep things going well at home. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we release the body. So there may be some adjustment involved, but it doesn't always adjust with, let's say, a crack. Mm, okay. So that does, uh, like, uh, coming to chiropractic, um, chiropractor helps, like, one time, or it has to be con continuous, consistent, or, like, every month. What? But mm. Especially for someone who has not uh, been through, uh, done chiropractic before. Yeah. No, it, to be honest, it depends on the person's initial condition when they come mm. in. So actually just two days ago, I had a lady come in. She does CrossFit. She does yoga. She's very healthy in her eating. Mm. And she's like, I have no pain. I just want to be checked out. And so, you know, there's a few imbalances because she works on a computer. Mm. And so she, she may come three or four times and then may follow, follow up, let's say, every two to three months. Mm -hmm. uh, and like some babies that I check, let's say, after birth to make mm. sure they're okay, they're perfect balance like they're beautiful <laughs> you know it's sometimes it's an amazing experience because it's literally like a gift from god that this new mm. baby has been born um and so you know you don't need to check them again for another month or so as they then develop and grow differently and start to crawl and roll right mm. um so it really depends on the condition that you come in with unfortunately sometimes people come to me as a last resort mm, and say, yeah, which oh, is have, very common yeah i have surgery scheduled next month can you please you know fix Do four something. years of problems <laughs> um and so of course one one session for that kind of person probably mm. would not cure everything yeah, yeah and just now you, you you pointed out something that it's always the case that everybody uh, goes to a uh, maybe a practitioner or maybe even doctor or uh, specialist whenever things happen whenever mm -hmm. they have something major or maybe an injury that is coming back and stuff like that and they start seeing people what mm -hmm. if if someone who felt i have nothing wrong uh, there's not mm -hmm. it's like i'm not having knee pain back pain and stuff like that do you do um do you think that they should also uh um maybe do, um do chiropractic, maybe or maybe seek a, a chiropractor, for example, if they don't feel yeah. anything. I always it. recommend just having a checkup. So mm. having a checkup will let you know kind of where you are and balance. Mm -mm. And depending, you know, with our lifestyle these days, being on computers yeah. or walking a lot or driving a lot. Our smartphone. <laughs> smartphones. There's definitely periods of time mm. where our body's in the wrong position for a long period. Oh. And that, that tends to cause that imbalance. So mm. having the checkup kind of just lets you know where you are at. And if your baseline is okay or good, you'll get some recommendations and then you're along your way. Mm. Uh, so it's always easier for me to help you if you don't have pain <laughs> than... <laughs> If you're coming when you're already been in pain for a long time. Mm. And, and you touched on, on a very uh, important thing, which is like the lifestyle that we're in. Sometimes we, we are so, uh, it's so habitual. Uh, we, we, mm -hmm. we do this, like maybe like my, what my daughter say, the tech snack. Like, like most of, <laughs> most people are having the tech snack because uh, yeah. of the mobile phone, the smartphone, and their, their, their posture is not right, like almost 90 degrees to that. So uh, I, I guess that even we don't feel pain, it may be um may lose alignment right i would say that yeah and a lot of times mm. yeah you'll have other things like 
you get tired easier or you lose concentration faster mm. or you don't have the same stamina that you used to. Mm -hmm. And those are all symptoms that you're not getting um, that full communication. Mm -hmm. And so pain can come and go as a signal, but it's mm. not always your best indicator, unfortunately. Okay. Sim similar to having like, you know, that athlete a few years ago at the, mm -hmm. the Bintan um, triathlon, you yeah. know, or the one even here in Singapore who passed away because after the swim. He was a triathlete and then it turned yeah. out he had heart problems, but he never knew because there was never a symptom. Mm. So, you know, things that are really underlying that don't have pain, you may right. not know necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks a lot for uh, clearing that and also letting more people know that um, that it does not mean that when only when you have problem, then you see someone or even see a chiropractic. Yeah. And um, also... Um, maybe coming back to you is you shared that you have like built businesses and also successfully sold it off and now you are back in, in um, like doing mentoring coaching for um, people who are in wellness so uh, how, how does that come around right well my beautiful fortune is the first <laughs> clinic I opened um, I ran for eight years and then when I had my uh, third child my daughter mm. it just I couldn't work the number of hours so wonderful about having your own business is that every child I had, I could bring to work for six months. So I could still feed. They were there. The patients love to meet them. They're mm. crawling around the practice. Um, so by the time my daughter was born, I wanted to spend a bit more time at home. So I sold that practice. Mm. And then I just spent time with her for about 18 months in, at home. And but I had a lot of people asking, what do I do here? How do I get this practice going? How do I get going here? And my passion is to make sure wellness practitioners have the tools to really get their message out there mm. so that there's more people in our community being healthy. And yes. so that's sort of what started the mentorship and, mm. um, and the coaching in that regard. So I'm helping a lot of different practitioners. Um, I've had a couple of acupuncturists, mm. uh, naturopaths, osteopaths, where we just really help their practice to grow and get their message out there clearly. Wow. So, so you were you mentioning that it does not matter, uh, which practice they are from as long as they are in wellness and health. Yeah. So my paradigm is obviously as drug free as possible, as natural mm. as possible, allowing the the body to heal. And I even moving to Singapore, I found that message is still very new here. Yes. Um, I had an assistant one time who used to give Panadol when her daughter's fever was thirty seven point yeah. four. <laughs> So I often said, have you just helped her to take her clothes off and cool off a little bit? <laughs> um, so the message isn't there yet. And so I really, it, to me, it's working with practitioners who have a sort of mm. drugless, um, natural huh? mindset. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. And and that that is also something that um, recently I've came across, like meeting with a lot of natural holistic uh, practitioners, uh, which is basically like like, like you, you shared about the drug-free. Mm. Like, uh, like the assistant you have, even for me, uh, at times we we are so in in tune to like when there's a fever we take medication we take panadol and like like for me i i grew up uh uh seeing like a tcm a traditional chinese medicine mm -hmm. doctor and mm -hmm. for me it works for me uh well uh, better than um than western medicine like for me i feel really bad uh, really goggy really drowsy and it does, it does not help with the um with the, the, the illness at all but when I went for a TCM although definitely it's not fast it's not a really quick quick remedy but it's I would say natural mm. because it's, it, it let the, um, the body um, heal by itself naturally mm -hmm. and also with the, the usage of herbs uh, try, uh, uh, TCM herbs mm. so and, and after that after coming uh, and knowing 
uh, more and more holistic professional. They're, they're different, like chiropractic. I didn't know that a chiropractic is considered the natural uh, holistic oh, professional. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, that that's that that's where um the awareness of natural healing because the the community is really I would not say small they are very low profile and mm. also uh, the awareness is not there like like after maybe in the past five years TCM uh pick up that means mm-hmm. it became normal and you can get medical leave from uh TCM clinics where in the yeah. past it's not possible and because you you can see how much effort awareness that TCM had come and it takes big players like we have this Ma Kuang and I'm not doing advertisement but Ma Kuang in, in Singapore they, they spent a lot of years because uh, Ma Kuang used to be my client for uh, uh, for my uh, for advertisement so I, I understand that and even for organic organic uh, products organic skincare all the organic stuff 10 years ago is there's no awareness people like what is organic product mm. organic food and stuff like that but now after 10 years of advocating promoting now you you know about organic uh, food yeah. and organic product but there's more to it like how what is the percentage is it 100 percent and stuff like that but at least the awareness is there mm-hmm. but like chiropractic uh it has not been i guess it's the it's the way it, it markets is the way it's promoted in especially in singapore it's mm-hmm. not really wi- widely um uh, promoted i would say like the awareness not not mm. just that like i heard of essential oils that you can use in natural healing even acupuncturists uh yeah. they, they, it's also a natural way and there's a lot of different way even like yoga is also one of the way for you to heal naturally which is like it opened up a lot of um different areas especially mm. for parents oh, because there's only most parents will know that there's only one way out there's mm-hmm. only one option. When our, our our kids get sick, we bring them to the doctor, they take Panadol, they take uh, flu tablets, and a lot of medication, mm-hmm. a lot of drugs. Where it's not um helping them, like you, you mentioned, that it halt the process of them uh, building up the immunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, hearing from you and for you to share on the chiropractic, which is like a big myth to me. Uh, <laughs> I've not known it for the past 10 years, although my daughter is <laughs> 9 years old. And if we know that uh, it's, it's possible through the chiropractic way, uh, they could uh, help them to um, have the natural process of growing up, building the immunity and also alignment and, and stuff like that. Also, especially for fever, which is a very common thing for a lot of parents. Mm. So maybe you can share with us, uh, you share that you've been um, been in, in serving the community in Singapore for the mm-hmm. past 13 years. So what are the challenges that you see for chiropractor in Singapore, That uh, the challenges they are facing, the struggle they are facing, and maybe what's your take on, on, on it to, to move forward? Well, <clears throat> I think I've been blessed because I've made very good connections with my patients. Mm. And so I still have people I work with that knew me before I was married, like mm. <laughs> before I had kids. <laughs> so I think the challenge is if you're new to the community or mm. new to Singapore, you're learning a new country, you're learning mm. how to navigate, and then you're learning a new uh, community of people to get to know culturally mm. and, and whatnot. And a lot of times these doctors come and go every two to four years. And I found it takes at least three years to really break into that local market. And Mm. a lot of times people will say, oh, I'm sure you have a lot of expats. Even when my clinic was in Raffles Place. Mm. And I said, no, I'm sorry to say, I actually don't want expat patients. (laughs) Um, You know, I I love my local community. And so I think you really have to be open to learning from the people that you're working with as well. Mm. Um, my aunties were always giving me Hokkien and Teochew <laughs> lessons and, and Mandarin lessons and, you know, and learning about the culture because that way you're able to relate what it is that we have to offer mm. on terms that they're going to understand. 
So that's the first one. And I think the other one I would be that when you first come here, you're usually mm. working for a very big chain. Mm. And, it, you know, I appreciate they do business and they do commerce, but they're churning out new doctors very quickly. And these doctors mm. don't have experience yep. and they're not necessarily being mentored either. And so unfortunately, then they're just doing whatever they see yeah. and they don't have that chance to be unique. And that's where you're getting these marketing um, roadshows or, mm. or ways that are very similar, but they're not unique and not really telling the whole story. Yes. Yeah. I, and, and you touched on a very strong point, which is, um, this is what we see, especially me being here for the past 37 years. Mm -hmm. um, like, like a chiropractic has always been seen like road shows, and most of the time, it's not a chiropractor that is doing the scanning or doing the assessment. Uh, mm -hmm. From what I know, they are like promoter. They are just getting okay. the job done. Uh, I, I do not know. Maybe someone can correct me on that, that uh, they may be really a uh, chiropractor that's there, stationed at the road shows. So, so but it, it doesn't seem to... Like after hearing from you, it just break all the myth. It just give me another perspective for chiropractic, mm -hmm. and it's more than just um what we know um mm. in our daily lives. It can help even more, especially for mothers. So um, what advice would you give for mothers who are uh seeking another way out, especially in chiropractic, uh, for like treating their children and all that mm. stuff? What 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 is your advice on that? I would say really be open to having a team of of practitioners that you work with so mm -hmm. definitely work with your pediatrician and ask a lot of questions that's the big mm. thing I think moms because we're so new <laughs> at it and it's a new job um, we just take everything everyone says at face value mm. but right. the doctor at KK compared to Tantoxin compared to Thompson are all going to say different things so mm. just make sure you're asking a lot of questions and I would encourage people to try something more natural initially because the baby and the children's bodies are perfect for fighting mm. um you know and they can actually really heal on their own and so we want to allow them that chance to try mm. and uh, before we sort of rush in and, and interject and so if you don't know where to go or where to turn you know ask questions of your practitioner there's a lot of mummies groups online now mm. um you know places to be referred by friends i find a lot of my pregnant moms come in because all their friends that were pregnant came to see me <laughs> so you know usually someone that you trust is going to tell you a practitioner that will work for you mm. and then also you know ask your practitioner it's like a, a any normal doctor or, or eye doctor yeah. you want to make sure the person you're working with that you're comfortable with them because it may not be a fit for you but it might be a fit for somebody else yes well that that is a very very good advice especially for the mothers um especially uh, trying out the natural uh natural healing way naturopathic way and also um uh, I, I guess like time has really flies and, and I really want yeah. you to share more about chiropractic. And that, that is also the reason why um, we've been talking about having a real event, getting all the different holistic uh, practitioners to come on board, to share on different options, um, the different views, different treatment for, for a single maybe fever or even for uh, the like in pregnancy, giving birth and a lot of different areas, especially um, towards our motherhood. and um, so how, how does the, um, anyone connect with you, uh, Dr. Sarah? How do, uh, oh, okay. do they connect with you to find yes, out more about chiropractic? And, yeah. Sure, thank you. Uh, my chiropractic website is chiropractorsingapore.sg. Mm. And so they can go on there. I have a lot of articles on pregnancy and chiropractic wow. and, and children and childhood illnesses. Mm. And, um, and also they can contact us via email on there as well. 
Mm. Or if they, if they forget that, you can always <laughs> just look at drshara.com. <laughs> so that also will lead either to the chiropractic service or the mentoring service as well. Mm, thank, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. So uh, for those who are watching and or listening, uh, I've included the links to Dr. Sarah's um, uh, website and also a chiropractic website in the description below. So you can uh, take a look at it and I'll also connect with her to find out more about chiropractic or any the natural way of um, mm. healing, especially uh, treating our children. So uh, last but not least, before we wrap up the, the whole show, uh, uh, there's a tradition which every guest gets to post the question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest. So Dr. Sarah, are you ready with your question of the day? Yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in my experience, and I think a lot of other mummies would feel this, we are often looked at as detrimental because we're either going to have kids or we have kids mm. so if you're in a corporate job or you have a business people always assume having children takes away from something that you can mm. do so my question is how has having your kids helped your business or your job how has having your kids helped your business helped your because business. yeah so how has once you've become a mother how has it actually helped your business mm. or your work or your work yeah okay Wow, that's a very good question. Well, because my of, first mm. my first interview in Singapore, I sat across the table with two gentlemen, <clears throat> and I was early thirties. And the first question, oh, well, when do you plan on having children? <laughs> and I, I was like, well, that doesn't impede, qualifying. <laughs> yeah, it does. It doesn't impede my ability to work as a chiropractor. And mm. in fact, all three children, I I adjusted daily mm -mm. until I was forty weeks, and one of them I went into labor in the clinic. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I guess that there's, there's always like it's something that we could address, and that's where um I would want um to to share with a lot of mompreneur stories that that is possible. They are capable. They are really superb in in handling uh both their business, their work versus their motherhood, and and that also the reason why I I started writing my book and interviewing mompreneurs and share that story that is possible that uh, if let's say you, you cannot find a balance especially in working for others you can always consider entrepreneurship setting up a business and doing something that you love like for you Dr. Sarah you you, you just created a business because um, you uh, you are a testimonial from it you um, um, you're because of your incident uh, you, you met chiropractor chiropractic had helped you regain everything and now you're paying it forward and this is something that you're passionate about and this is what I share with a lot of um, mummies out there, especially in the last workshop. Uh, in fact, it was yesterday. I, I did uh, the day before I did a workshop, and uh, I I'm so grateful that uh, there's a lot of mothers. There's a message that they want to mm. put it out to the to the world, especially towards mothers. Like there's a there's a young mother that she has her struggles. There's a mother who's out, uh, above forty. She has a struggle after she gave birth after forties. So mm. I, I say that you both of you have a story, and we were talking about blogging about the message, and I and and I'm so uh, heartwarming to hear that they want to share all this on blogging on documenting, so that all this information can help them. Like even for you, because your of your story of you, uh, going through um the incident and having chiropractic that save you, help you regain everything, and now you're paying forward, and mm. I can see that this is the passion and this is the desire that a lot of mothers want to want to give it out, uh, out and also a message for a lot of people and with your story it definitely will inspire a lot of them who um, wanted to step out into the uh, into the maybe entrepreneurship or even pursue their passion so what is your last advice for the mothers uh, who 
sitting on the fence thinking whether they should pursue their passion or they should step into entrepreneurship. What is your last advice for the mothers? Well, I'm biased. I've been an entrepreneur <laughs> since I was 18 mm. <laughs> um, and, and done both entrepreneurship with a job and then on its own. I would always say if there's a true passion there, mm. you have to try. You have yeah. to try. Uh, so not necessarily that you quit your job right away. Um, but my biggest advice would be number one, definitely try. And number two, surround yourself with a good mastermind. Mm. Other motherpreneurs, people who are a bit ahead of you in their journey, those that are around similar spaces as you in your journey, because yep. those kind of like-minded individuals, you, you will have the accountability and also support. Because yes. unfortunately, not everyone around you is going to understand the craziness yes. of being an entrepreneur. <laughs> correct, correct. Especially as a mother, uh, there's different challenges that the mothers are facing. And mm. also now mothers nowadays, are because of, they, they are wearing a lot of different hats, um, different roles they have, they have to play as compared to our, our parents' era, our mothers, and even our grand, grandmother's era. So it's very, very different now. But uh, like, like you mentioned, like the mastermind, people like, like being um, in the same background, and uh, maybe um, in the same profession as you, and but they step, step into the business and how they do it is you, mm. are be, you will be able to resonate. And that's also the reason why I've been interviewing mompreneurs, sharing them onto Facebook Live and even uh, um, 15 of them in my book because I believe that, um, and all of them come from different walks of life, come from different mm. backgrounds. Like for you, you are the first doctor, first uh, uh, chiropractor onto my show. And, and, and there will be more of uh, such um, background, such uh, profession that every mother get to resonate with as mm -hmm. long as there's one story that this uh, mompreneur story may be able to inspire you for you to uh, spend more time with your children uh, by stepping into entrepreneurship or even pursue your passion that you are happy. The most important that you're happy, especially in your motherhood journey. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really thankful for Dr. Sarah mm -hmm. um, that you have come today and make time and share a lot on, on chiropractic. Um, <laughs> I, I, I believe that it will be another uh, full episode to, to talk, <laughs> talk about chiropractic. But today yeah. is uh, really um, um, about you and about your story and how chiropractic have helped you. I've, I've also known like um that, that you became a chiropractor because you have you know incident and you 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 were um you were is you are being helped uh, using the mm -hmm. chiropractic uh so it's really thankful very inspiring and thanks for <laughs> Thank making you. the time and thanks for those uh who uh, who are coming on um on live and also who are watching yes, the replay now you. thanks mm -hmm. for a lot and do share this around with your friends especially mm -hmm. mothers of what our Dr. Sarah has shared about chiropractic, how it can help pregnant mothers, even mothers with kids. Uh, mm -hmm. So thanks a lot, Dr. Sarah, for today. Thank making you very time. much. Thanks for your time. <laughs> and uh, thanks for those who are watching, listening. And I'll see you guys in the next episode of Mother Industry Live Show. See you guys in the next episode. Thank you, everyone. Thank thanks, you. Dr. Sarah. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>